0: Hello, I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome back to the podcast, where I've been reading you Deep in the Woods, book one of the Fortune series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph. I will continue reading Annabelle Joseph's book with a new episode every night until the audiobook is completely finished. It will only be on the podcast for a limited amount of time. Then, it will be available for sale wherever audiobooks are sold. Don't forget... Click the follow button so you don't miss any episodes. And now, Episode 2 of Deep in the Woods, Book 1 of the Fortune Series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph and read by me, Donovan Kane. Chapter 2 Sophie moved to the side in the hallway to let her neighbor pass. He lived right across from her, but she didn't think he knew her. She recognized him. When she was sure he was gone, she dug in her purse for her keys and let herself into her small apartment. She was so suspicious of everyone now. She thought she might have post-traumatic stress disorder after all, or some other complicated syndrome that her parent-appointed therapist explained while she zoned out on the leather couch. Damn, she had a session next week. If she didn't go, her dad would come bother her, Maybe she could pretend she had work. She dropped her bag and collapsed on the sofa. She felt like shit. What was wrong with her? Why had she gone to the munch? They all judged her and made her feel even worse than she felt when she was alone. Maybe she had just wanted to show them, show them that she had survived and that she had every right to be there, as much right as they had. They were, after all, her people. If she belonged anywhere... She belonged among them. Maybe she'd made things complicated for the group for a while, but they were just like her. Exactly like her deep inside. They liked power exchange. And most of them liked sadomasochism, too. Hell, half of them liked it harder than she did. Who were they to judge? She stood up and went to the mirror. She was still Sophie. She had gone into the woods for a while, but she'd come back out again. She'd survived. The scars she had were mostly hidden when she had her clothes on. She wasn't going to take her clothes off. Not ever again. Well, maybe if she found the right person, but it would have to be a really special person. Someone she could trust. Someone safe. Safe. Her mind wandered again to the man who'd sat beside her at the munch. She hadn't seen him before. Not since she met Barry, and ended up out of the group. If she'd seen him, she would have remembered. Dave. He had such a masculine, sculpted face, a tan healthiness and fitness, that was instantly attractive. His sensual lips and mouth made her have thoughts about him, and he had the most beautiful hazel eyes. But what did that matter? It didn't make him safer or more trustworthy than anyone else. But he'd also had lovely, soft-looking chestnut-brown hair, She wanted to run her fingers through, and long, strong legs that he'd bumped her with twice. Probably not intentionally. Well, perhaps she'd intentionally bumped him the second time, and his hands. He was a nail-biter. His nails had been bitten practically to the quick. She had looked at his hands because she couldn't look at his face. His face, his easy smile, his kind laugh had made her start to think start to think that maybe she might. No, not any time soon. She was lonely, but she wasn't that lonely yet. For all she knew, he was a sub himself. You could never really tell. He certainly hadn't been pulling any domly crap with her, although neither had Barry the first time they met. He'd been very quiet and circumspect, all the harsh reality hidden underneath a handsome exterior what was hidden underneath Dave's polite, humorous veneer. There was no way to tell. That was the really scary thing. Sophie looked at herself in the mirror and started to brush out her hair, thinking how strange it was that you could look right in someone's eyes and still not be certain what was going on in there. You never really knew, and when you did finally know, sometimes you found yourself in a position you might not have chosen if you had known how things would really be. But then, of course, sometimes it was too late. Sometimes you realized it was just too, too late, and you were truly fucked. She put the brush down with a clatter on the countertop and gripped the edge of it. Past, past, Let bygones be bygones. She took a deep breath and willed the heavy pounding in her chest to subside. She swallowed down the hot panic, a tight ball of emotion in her throat. There was nothing to be done about it now, except to go on living. She should pull herself together, and show up for the play party. She should ease back into the community. It would be a good thing. She pulled out a black dress and black tights and some low-heeled Mary Jane shoes. She wanted to blend in. She wanted to go, watch, soak in the scene, but not play. She didn't really want to be approached, although she figured no one would approach her, judging from the way they acted at the munch. Jerry had been nice to her, but he'd always been protective of her. It was sweet, but she knew it was only because he wanted her. She wasn't looking for a daddy-type thing, though. She wasn't looking for nice. But she wasn't looking for psycho, either. There had to be some middle ground there. She applied makeup, dark eyeliner, and crimson lipstick. She even painted her nails. It was nice to feel human again, to feel alive and pretty. If she wanted to dress up, she could. She could smile at whomever she wanted to smile at and chat with whomever she chose. No one could make her do anything, at least for now, at least until she chose to give someone that power again. And she knew she eventually would, because that was just the way she was. It was ladies' night at Studio Erotica, so they let Sophie in without a cover charge. The play party was already rollicking along. Studio Erotica was a full-service dungeon, one that Sophie and Barry had played at often before they were driven away. She had always loved the decor. Dark plum and crimson velvet drapes, goth art and iron candlesticks on the wall. Tapestries and velvet-upholstered sofas and divans. Campy? Sure, but effective. The low trance music was the perfect background to the moans and squeals of studio's patrons, already entrenched in erotic scenes. So much skin. Sophie wanted to look, but she wasn't quite ready yet. She made a detour into the lounge area, but there was nowhere to sit. She scooted into a corner and looked around at everyone enjoying themselves. The chatter and laughter was kept respectfully low, but all the faces were smiling. Sophie had always loved it here. People came to Studio Erotica for one reason, and one reason only, to have fun and feel good. From the lounge, Sophie could barely see a male sub bent over a spanking bench, being lovingly, if harshly, paddled by his mistress. She saw a woman in the back being hooked up to the huge iron bed, with so many attachment points it was almost funny. Sophie had always been fascinated by that bed. She used to watch some missives and slaves being fixed to it and imagine the endless permutations of how it could be done. Sophie had never been tied to the bed. When Barry had played with her at the dungeon, he'd used the cross or the stocks. He'd always bound her tightly because he'd always played with her hard. Lawrence and Marie, the owners, circulated around the room they maintained a constant presence, making sure everyone was playing safe and playing fair. For a moment, Sophie was afraid they might escort her out. They'd been banned from the dungeon last year, but that had been to keep Barry away, she knew. She never did anything, only took it. Barry had been a hardcore sadist, so the things he liked to do to her weren't that enjoyable to other people. Slapping, torments, humiliation, whippings that went on and on. They'd never used safe words. At home he did worse things, choking her, burning her, scaring her with guns and knives just to make her cry and beg for mercy. Once he had nailed her hands to a wall in the woodshed. She'd been surprised that it bled so little and more surprised that it left almost no scar once it healed. He'd done a lot of bad things to her. At that time in her life, She hadn't considered them bad. It had been all about the rush, the surrender. It was only in hindsight, when she looked back on their activities, that she realized he had done dangerous things to her, evil things. She could remember in hindsight when their activities changed from games to evil. But by that point, she had become afflicted by some kind of mental incapacity. She had wanted only to please him, her terrible master. There had been no Sophie left to utter no or ask for negotiations. No will, no self-protective impulses. It had happened so gradually she hadn't even realized it. But she wasn't like that anymore. She knew now how it happened. She'd experienced the sinister slide and survived it. She would recognize the signs if it happened again. She was almost sure of it. Sophie smiled. The girl was completely bound to the bed now. She was standing up, legs spread, hands held out in their cuffs as if she welcomed the coming pain with open arms. Her dom stood beside her, holding a flogger, watching with an enraptured smile. The sub was gorgeous, blonde hair, tall and curvy. The man started to whip her with steady, controlled movements. She arched, unable to escape. Sophie was certain the woman didn't want to. Her dominant was short, but fit, and clearly tuned in to her reactions and needs. Sophie thought if she was closer, she could have heard the sounds the sub was making and enjoyed the expressions on her face. She noticed then that the couple was being photographed. How wonderful, she thought, to preserve something so intimate with the help of a lens. The photographer was a tall, solid man But he was unobtrusive in his work. His movements were subtle and controlled. His shoulder-length hair was pulled back in a ponytail, but a few locks escaped. He brushed them from his face with a gesture she remembered. It was the man from the Munch, Dave. As the scene went on, she found herself watching him instead of them. His plain grey T-shirt was understated, and yet somehow very masculine. Maybe it was the way it stretched across his chest and hinted at tight muscles underneath. Each time he shifted and looked for a shot, his body seemed to rearrange itself with a natural grace. His arms flexed and his muscles realigned as he lifted the camera to his eye. Sophie! Sophie jumped and looked over to see an old friend, Tara, holding out her arms to give her a hug. I heard you were at the munch this afternoon. Good for you. You look wonderful, honey. The bubbly blonde clasped Sophie in a tight hug, then backed away. Oh, God, he's not here, is he? Barry, no. They wouldn't have let him in anyway. I should hope not. Tara looked embarrassed that she'd spoken so sharply. So, are you here looking for another? Sophie shook her head. No not really looking, just easing back into things. Her gaze darted over Tara's shoulder. Dave wasn't there anymore. Where had he gone? She subdued the urge to whip her head around and locate him, instead looking back at Tara. It feels weird being here again. A lot of memories. But I feel sort of happy to be here too, like I persevered. I survived. Tara hugged her again, just before her sir came and pulled her away with a wink. You did survive, honey. I'll see you later. Sophie laughed and waved as Tara was dragged away, smiling. Tara was in a gorgeous pink and red corset and drool-worthy stilettos, and little else. She remembered Tara's boyfriend, remembered he'd had a thing for cages. He still seemed to, as he led her to a cage in the corner that was open for use. Barry had caged Sophie a lot, but then it hadn't been games at a play party. Once, he'd caged her for nearly a week, hadn't even let her out to use the bathroom. When he'd finally pulled her out, her legs had refused to work. He'd laughed at her for stumbling around the room crying. She had been terrified he would shove her back in and tried to run, but she'd fallen. She couldn't run. She couldn't escape. His hands had fallen on her, grabbing her. The terror had been so acute, she could smell it. She could taste it in her spit. But he hadn't pushed her back in. He had held her down and... Sophie shook her head and turned to the wall. Not now. Don't think about it. She pulled herself together and thought she could circulate a little, mingle, get her mind on other things. Dave watched from across the play space. What was wrong with her? She'd been smiling at her friend a moment ago, but now she looked on the verge of tears. He raised his camera and zoomed in on her, not to photograph her. He only photographed people at Studio Erotica with permission, a requirement of the owners. No, he just wanted to get a closer look. She was biting her lip with a pained expression. Her eyes were distant, distraught. She turned to the wall. What was she watching that upset her so much? He looked around at the various play spaces and could see nothing overly dramatic going on-a puppy play session, Sophie's friend and her boyfriend playing in a cage, a few women being flogged, a male sub being paraded around and humiliated. He looked back at her, lowering the camera. She was extricating herself from the corner where she was huddled. Was she leaving? He didn't want her to run off again. Her long black hair fell over her face, hiding her features. His gaze followed her as she moved among the chatting, watching groups. Aside from the one girl, Tara, no one else really talked to her. A few people nudged friends and gestured at her. He saw a few D-types sliding interested looks her way, and suddenly Dave felt jealous. He could stand around staring at her like some lovesick school kid or he could go try to make something happen. He started toward her, only to be stopped by a couple he knew. They were frequent customers, a handsome master and his very sexy slave. He spoke to them for a while, trying to concentrate, trying not to spin around and look for her. After an interminable amount of polite conversation, he had set up a time and place the following week to do an outdoor session with the couple. They said goodbye and moved off into one of the private back rooms. Dave took off his camera and put it in the bag. He was done working. He was going to talk to her, start a conversation that was long overdue. Why shouldn't he talk to her? The girl looked like she needed a friend, for God's sake. His attention was arrested by a scene developing in the center of the dungeon. A hard plain masochist was being cuffed to the square frame. He recognized the woman, an older slave. Her master bared her back while she moaned. She looked as if she was already falling down into subspace. He took a few steps back as a crowd gathered in the area, drawn to the drama of the scene. The woman's master snapped a single-tailed whip at his side, a faint smile playing at the corners of his mouth. Crack! The sound of the whip was amazing against her bared skin. The whip left red streaks that stood out in stark relief against her pale back. Dave felt his breath coming a bit faster. It was beautiful to him, as a sadist. The amazing dance of pleasure and pain. The way the woman willingly bared herself to be hurt. The trust and care involved. The woman screamed and moaned, but was clearly enjoying the encounter. Dave turned to Sophie to see her reaction. She was not enjoying it nearly as much. She watched with her hands clenched in front of her. Her chest rose and fell quickly, and her lips were set in a tense line. Her wide eyes communicated distress. As he watched, she turned and fled. The woman's cries grew louder, more animal-like, but Dave wasn't listening anymore. All his attention was centered on Sophie's retreating figure. Sophie dodged her friend Tara, who looked after her helplessly. I'll go to her he said to Tara as he passed. Sophie pushed out the door and started down the street. He followed, his footsteps echoing on the sidewalk. She spun on him with a gasp. He held out his hands. It's okay, it's me. Dave. Do you remember me from the munch today? Her breath blew out in short little pants. She ducked her head and started walking again. He fell on the step beside her. Sophie? She didn't answer. Are you okay? She just hugged herself and walked faster. You know, that woman was fine. She was enjoying herself. Sometimes it can appear as if someone's going too far with someone else, but usually everything's okay. Oh, is it? She spun on him. Usually everything's okay? Really? How do you know? He was taken aback by the in her words well, I don't know no one knows for sure but her but I assumed, based on her body language and the fact that she wasn't safe wording sure whatever he held up his hands okay Sophie don't get mad at me I was just concerned when I saw you run out you seemed really upset I'm just I'm just I haven't been to the studio in a while I just... She brushed her hair back behind her ears and raised her chin. It just wasn't my thing. He looked at her. Not her thing. From what the others had told him, it had been very much her thing at one time. God, those eyes of hers. He ran his fingers through his hair, wondering what to say next. People passed back and forth on the street, glancing over at the two of them. What did they think? Did they see two lovers fighting? Her stance was defensive. Would you like to get some coffee? No. Why would you think I want coffee? Dave shrugged. Okay, no coffee. How about a walk? Would you like to just walk for a while? Why? Because you look like you're in a bad place. Let's go walking. He stood back and gestured to the sidewalk ahead of them. You don't have to talk. She was agitated, anxious. Why did he want to go walking with her? To calm her, yes, but he wanted more than that. He wanted to know her, to learn more about the upheaval behind her eyes. Walk where? Anywhere, nowhere, he shrugged. Just walk around downtown for a while. It's not safe to stroll around this part of Atlanta at night. We'll be safe. How do you know? How do you know? Again and again, she asked it. I know because I can defend myself. And you. How? His lips quirked into a patient smile. You're full of questions, aren't you? I know because I've trained in self-defense for a long time. She was silent, looking at her feet. Come walk with me, he asked one last time. I won't let anything happen to you. Finally, to his relief, she nodded yes. The End of this Episode I hope you enjoyed episode two of Deep in the Woods, book number one of the Fortune series, written by New York Times best selling author Annabelle Joseph, and read by me, Donovan Kane. Come back tomorrow. I'll read you Episode 3. Until then, you can find out more about Annabelle Joseph and her books at AnnabelleJoseph.com. I'm Donovan Kane. Thank you for listening.